0: that's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal
3: Shaw on VSN the Sports Betting Network.
4: Sharp Money, hour three. We've got Survivor to determine coming up in just a bit. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. Of course, this is VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. VSEN host and friend of the show, of course, on Fridays. Samich in hour three. Hi, Mike. We were just discussing, again, you got a doubleheader coming up on Monday night. Philly at Tampa with Philly laying five down against an undefeated Buccaneer team. But then you've got the Rams, a little surprise thus far, at Cincinnati. Right now, DraftKings is showing two and a half on Cincinnati. However, you recently popped your ACL. You were just talking about the compensation with the calf. And we've got a calf injury that is being much discussed in Cincy with Joe Burrow. A sports injury expert recently said he needs, quote, prolonged rest at least four weeks. The question is, will he or won't he this week to save the season? Can't go 0-3. Hi, Mike. Hey, yeah, it's a tough spot for Joe Burrow here. And you, you remember the preseason.
5: They were talking about keeping him out five weeks. Man, that looks like a great plan right now because you would have 100% Joe Burrow coming in week six versus the reaggravation we saw last week. This line opened at plus 6.5, plus 7.5 in some places for the Rams. It feels like Burrow's not going. If you watch the video of him leaving practice today, he looked dejected. He was holding his helmets, just had his shoulder pad on. I don't think he's able to make it to this game. If you do the look-ahead line, too, they're only two-point favorites next week as well against Tennessee at Tennessee right now. It seems like the Vegas is saying this is going to be at least two weeks without Joe Burrow.
3: Mike, I agree with you there. I think it's going to be a tough spot for them. And we talked about it earlier, Patrick. We don't believe he's going to play. You see it reflected in the line. I mean, even if Joe Burrow was 60%, you feel like people would roll the dice on less than a field goal at home with the Cincinnati Bengals and having Joey B.
4: Yep, totally agree. Okay, let's do this. Uh, first off, it's great to see you, Mike. I haven't seen you in a while. The Handle Weekends with Mike Samich, of course, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, make sure you check out the show. They're doing a great job, the boys, on the weekend, at Somo Bombs 18 on Twitter. Before we get to Survivor and everything NFL, you've got a few college plays. Again, you've got six top 10, excuse me, top 25 matchups and teams squaring off against one another. Why don't we start with a 21-point spread, which you're going to eschew, that being Oregon hosting Colorado. You're going to go Bo Nix over two-and-a-half passing touchdowns. I am. This is one where I, I bet
5: Oregon before the Colorado State game minus 14. I don't want to lay the three touchdowns here. If I was going to bet the game now, I would still take Oregon. I think they're going to put up a plethora of points here. But this Bo Nix line is the one that hasn't moved. This is set at two and a half the last couple of weeks. We're still sitting at two and a half, minus 110, minus 115, depending on where you're shopping. And when you look at Bo Nix and what Oregon specifically is doing around Bo Nix, They have banners they bought on websites for his Heisman campaign. They're flying someone to college game day every week to hold up a sign for his Heisman campaign. The best way that you can really show out for his Heisman campaign is have him show out in this game. I think that they are going to hang a big number here. Team total sitting at 45 and a half right now. If they get 48, we're talking about seven touchdowns in this game. Three of them are going to come through the air from Bo Nix. He has not been playing full games in the previous two blowouts. I expect he'll be in there for at least all of the third quarter, most likely the majority of the fourth quarter. Colorado should be able to score some points here. That will keep him in. That will keep this offense pressing. I think Bo Nix has a monster day. And Travis Hunter, to me, is much bigger loss for this Colorado team on the defensive side of the ball. They don't have a number one cornerback now to go up against these Oregon wide receivers. I think Bo Nix in this passing game absolutely feasts you tomorrow.
3: Patrick, I agree with Mike on this over two and a half. It's a great bet when I saw Mike had it in his list. I thought it was a really great play. It it just doesn't look. I think Oregon's you mentioned, Patrick, you think there's going to be 75 points in this one. And I think Mike is on to something. Oregon's probably going to end up scoring six to seven touchdowns. And to say they're half or are going to come by the air. Very, very probable.
4: Uh, Knicks is going to have all the time in the yeah. world against that defensive yes. front for Colorado. They should have no problems. Totally agree. And I understand Oregon's numbers inflated a bit because Portland and Hawaii, but they're scoring at a crazy rate. And Nix was great in that offense last year. Love over two and a half there, just two more. And then we'll move on to the NFL tomorrow night, Jacksonville state. You're going to lay the six and a half Ypsilanti coming to town in Eastern Michigan. This is not a good Eastern Michigan team.
5: Eastern Michigan was good last year. We all remember them winning their bowl game. They have been atrocious so far this year, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, have not passed for 180 yards in a game yet and don't have a 100-yard rusher yet in a game either. So it's going to be tough for them to move the football here. And Jacksonville State, they're stepping up in class here. They're jumping up a division. They have played pretty well through their first three games. Uh, they've had two nice wins against UTEP uh, and then a, a lower-level team. Faced... Col- or faced uh, Coastal Carolina last week ended up losing that game 30-16, to 16, but I didn't think it was a bad performance at all. The Eastern Michigan side, just not good. They're giving up over 200 yards on the ground and through the air. They are averaging 269 yards of offense right now. To me, this is a Jacksonville State team that is just going to be able to take care of business at home here. I think Jacksonville State has a good shot at winning by double digits here. I think the six and a half is just way too low.
4: Okay. Last one, no need to jump in on that one, Amal. Let's go SMU-TCU. I believe you're going to take the number with SMU. I've got seven right now.
5: Yeah, I've been waiting for
4: this to hit seven. It's been
5: sitting at six and a half all week. i have just kind of waiting patiently to see if we could ever get a seven with SMU. That one finally popped. Look, TCU, we saw them against Colorado. They're not very good on defense. The two games after that, they played lower level teams. Haven't really impressed me. Go to this SMU team. Two back. It was 14 to 11 at Oklahoma in the fourth quarter. SMU is a legit school here and they can score. I think they can keep up with TCU if TCU is able to put some points on the board here. I love catching the touchdown here with the dog.
3: I like this call here by Mike. Uh, Preston Stone can move the ball through the air. This offense should be pretty effective. You pointed out the game against CU. And one other thing, when you play for the Iron Skillet, these two teams are only about 30, 35 miles apart. This is a rivalry in the Metroplex. I think SMU will have a great opportunity not only to be able to cover this number, guys, but if you're betting the ponies, look at the plus 210 on the money line here as well.
4: Okay, boys, I want to transition to the NFL and maybe for new betters, What I said earlier about Trayvon Diggs may surprise some where I said, you know, an injury to a cornerback isn't going to affect the market, won't affect the number. Let's put it this way. An injury to a running back uh, is going to affect the number a half a point to with somebody like a Nick Chubb, a point and a half. So just to give you an idea, the quarterback is going to have a big impact. Once you start going on from there, it becomes slight. However, I start with a team that is affected with the absence of Nick Chubb, and that is a team that as far as... The Cleveland Browns, Mr. Samich and Shaw, 53.5% of the yards gained this year is running the football. That's the most in the NFL. He matters as much as anybody. 5-3 a pop in his career, Nick Chubb. He's been durable. 16, 16, 12, 14, 17 games played. I think this is an emotional week for the Browns, a short week for the Browns. And here comes the Titans. This number was sitting there. What? What? Three yesterday. I'm now catching three and a half with the Titans against a team. Stylistically, the Titans, even if the Browns do run the football, the Titans shut you down running the football and Deshaun Watson hasn't been good. So much we'll start with you. Just 55% completion on the year. I love the Titans in this spot. I'm surprised the hook showed up. I didn't think
5: we were going to see three and a half at any point. Uh, I I was kind of on the fence on this game sitting at three. The three and a half, I would lean toward the Titans as well. I agree with you on that spot. Look, it's not just Nick Chubb. They lost Conklin on the offensive line as well. One of their best offensive linemen. He's out for the year. Ford looked exceptional against the Steelers last week on Monday night, but it's going to be tough to be able to run against this Titans defense. One of the best run defenses. Their secondary is gettable, though, here. I mean, I like Going over Deshaun Watson's passing yards here, 227 and a half. I played the over in this spot. I think that they're going to really rely on throwing the football. And there are going to be plays to be made. Deshaun hasn't looked right yet, though. He still is taking a little bit too long to progress. He's throwing too many balls in the dirt when he does have wide open receivers. But I think this is the game where it's kind of that get right spot. We saw San Diego be able to move the football up and down the field against the Titans last week. I think Deshaun has a good chance of going over that 227 and a half prop. But if I was going to take a side... I would lean toward the Titans here catching three and a half. I think this is going to be a close Browns win.
3: Patrick, the one thing to back up Mike's point, until we see consistency out of Deshaun Watson and without arguably the best running back in football, by the way, too bad Chubb's not playing. We would have had a battle of the two best running backs in football. Correct. Um, You know, I, I think it's hard. And Mike's right. Why did this game go to three and a half? It really surprises me. This feels like it's going to be one of those games 20 to 17 either way. And if you like the Titans, again, another opportunity at plus 155 on the money line. And whichever team can minimize the uh, mistakes, neither quarterback has impressed anybody so far this year. They've got to play well. But again, with the 18-wheeler, can this Browns defense slow down the running game? If they can, they've got a great shot. If not, Tennessee goes back to Nashville with a W. It could be a slog, too,
4: and uh, Samich, I want you to reiterate the passing prop with Watson before we move on, but these are two very similar teams, boys, as far as style. Really good offensive and defensive fronts, solid run games even without Chubb though he matters. I like Vrabel in the spot, twenty-two fifteen and one as a dog. Again, it's a three-point game. I think what you said matters, the key number of three. Once you add the hook, I'm all over the Titans. And again, just to reiterate, you're on a passing prop here with Watson. Yeah, I
5: am going over the 227 and a half with Deshaun Watson here. I think that's just a little bit low in this spot for a Titans team that can stop the run. I think you're going to see Cleveland be forced to throw the football to move it up and down the field in this spot. I think Amari Cooper probably has a big game. You don't have a ton of talent in the secondary for this Tennessee Titans team. Their their presence is really that front seven. So I think you're going to be able to see Deshaun Watson be able to move the football through the air. And the one thing I I would make me hesitate play that's playing the Titans, this pass rush from the Browns is legit. And the Titans have offensive line issues. And we saw what happens to Tannehill when he gets rattled, when he takes on pressure. So it's really going to be all about whether or not Tennessee can move the football on the ground. Because I don't expect another day like he had on Sunday when he went 20 for 24 against that San Diego or the Los Angeles defense.
4: Okay, just uh, just for new betters as well. When you see Bryce Young, Amal Shaw go down and Andy Dalton in, I think immediately maybe a novice better thinks, okay, more reasons to back Seattle. This has nothing to do with Bryce Young's future, but in a vacuum, more reasons to back Carolina with Dalton in there.
3: Great statement by you and very accurate. I think the experience that Andy Dalton has making a start on the road is to make it a little bit easier for this Carolina team. Good defense. He knows what to do, what they're dealing with. So I think this is a pretty decent spot here for the Panthers. I'm sorry. Yeah, with the Panthers, with the points. Yep, absolutely. It's five and a half Seattle lane it.
4: Carolina and Dalton. We're just getting started with Samich. Also got to pick our survivor play for the week as well. We continue Sharp Money.
6: Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com
0: slash strategic. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN,
3: the sports betting network.
4: Okay, we've got a million picks today. We haven't gotten to all of them, and that's a good reason to become a Vixen Pro. And when you do, you're going to check out the Vixen Picks page at a glance. Essentially, we're going to do the work for you. Every single show, every host, every guest, it gets added to the document we email it to you. 19 bucks to sign up. Are you kidding me? Top Vixen experts, you get the leaderboard, pro picks, betting records, ROI, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Check out the picks page right now. Mike Samich, of course, he and Matt Brown on the weekends here on VEASAN joins us on a Friday. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice week. This is about as good as it gets for a football fan tomorrow. We've got a great college football card, and of course, the NFL as well. Survivor boys. So, Amal, we're going to start with you and yep. then the three of us, Samich, uh, Sweetelson and myself, we've got an entry for the circus survivor contest. So we're going to have a little bit of a survivor contest that you can then be the referee. Now let's just take a step back. all. eight teams favored by at least six points this week, week three of the NFL. We should have with what about two thirds of the contestants left for circus
3: survivor. This should be a pretty easy week to advance. Fair. <laughs> You would think so. I said to Dustin earlier in the week, I said, I don't think we're going to lose too many people this week. You had an option to take the 49ers last night, even though it was a short week, looked like a good spot for them. I think there's some pretty good options out here as well. You mentioned about the Bryce Young situation with the Seattle Seahawks. But again, going across three time zones, Hawks coming off of a very, very nice road win. Let's see if they can continue to build upon that. One of the better spots for Seattle. There's not a ton of them throughout the course of the season. But an interesting one here with Seattle. I generally try to avoid division foes, so that's why I like the Seahawks in this particular spot. Uh, Dallas on the road at Arizona and Kansas City at Chicago. I, the reason why I mentioned the Chiefs last was because I thought this is one that probably most people would be on. There's nothing in the Bears offense or defense gives you any confidence in terms of people. Uh, look, I mean. Kansas City getting stopped. I just don't see it. The offense hasn't played great yet. This could be the game where they explode for 40-plus points or at least 30-plus points. And then Dallas on the road, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. I'll tell you what, the Arizona Cardinals season died in Glendale in that third and fourth quarter on that field there. Opportunity missed against the Giants.
4: Okay. So this is important, boys. Circa's got, what, Samich, like over $9 million on the line for Circa Survivor. We're still alive. It could have been really nice if the Giants hadn't exploded in the second half against Arizona as we were on Buffalo. Uh, But the big guy's going to join us now. We're going to have a little fun. What I did was I asked Samich and Dustin to have their top three survivor picks for the week. And now what we're going to do, the big guy put the three names in a hat and he pulled out an order. Dustin, who goes first to present? Survivor one as far as the
7: team. And so, uh, it's Samich. And just to clarify for those listening, watching, wherever you may be, we have already used the bills. We've already used who else, the Ravens. Yep. So they will not be included in our analysis here. So yep. 10%. you have the Samich, first pick
5: first. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is a good spot Ooh. to use Jacksonville. They're at home taking on Houston. You got a banged up CJ Stroud, a banged up offensive line. Jacksonville in a get-right spot after taking on Kansas City last week. Uh, They've got a couple other places you could use them later in the season. A couple weeks they're taking on Indianapolis at home, but that's after two weeks in London. So I don't love that spot for them. The other spot I'd use them late in the season, week 17, I believe, or 17, I believe they're taking on the Carolina Panthers at home, but they may not need that game at that point. So I like using Jacksonville right here because I think it's the best spot to get through with them.
4: Okay, I did have Jacksonville number two on my list for Survivor this week. Dustin, who goes second here? You go second. Okay, I've got some guidelines when it comes to Survivor boys. Pick a home team against a booty opponent, against an opponent dealing with injuries and drama. Guess what? Kansas City's taking on the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears did more backtracking than practicing this week. They've got chaos at Hallis Hall. You've got a quarterback throwing his coaches. Yes, he did under the bus. Drama. It's an absolute train wreck. They're giving up 33 points per against a Kansas City team, frankly, that hasn't really popped this year on offense. It's the perfect elixir for the Chiefs. Yes, I get it. You'd like to save the Chiefs, but it's about surviving, boys. It's about advancing. The opportunity for the Bears to go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs is right around... Zero percent. Let's go
7: Chiefs. That's my survivor pick. Big guy, you're up. I am going to go with a team you guys talked about last segment. Uh, There's a quarterback change on the other side, which really doesn't change my thought in terms of who wins and loses the game, maybe covering the spread. And it's a team that has a great home field advantage. It is hard for a lot of teams to come in there and walk away victorious. I'm going to go with Seattle. That will be my first pick here. So right now, as it stands, the first round went. Samich took Jacksonville, who I'm really into and can be swayed into taking as well. Kansas City, who I think, is a very easy layup play here. You just want to survive in advance. And then I threw Seattle into the mix. Samich, it is your next pick.
5: Well, I had the Seahawks at number two for me. I thought they were the frisky one you could use. I liked it much more if Bryce Young was in that game. So I think it would have been much harder for him on a short week to go to Seattle and win. I still like it, though, and I I think we could be talked into Seattle if we want to go that direction. I like saving the Chiefs, so I'm going to pass on the Chiefs there. Third pick, let's get frisky, guys. Give me the Green Bay Packers here. They're at home. (laughs) (laughs) You knew the love-love was coming. Uh, They're at home in this spot. You've got a short week for New Orleans. New Orleans looks atrocious in the red zone. The Packers had both Aaron Jones And Watson be uh, limited in practice today. They're both questionable for Sunday. If we get both of them in there, I think this is an easy win for the Packers. And there's not many more places that you want to use this Green Bay team. You've got one home game against Chicago late in the season. I think that's the last week. So I don't know if we want nine million riding on the Packers against the Bears the last week of the season. But that's the other logic. We can hedge four million, Mike. At that (laughs) point, I I think the Packers get the job done here. I'm going to draft them number four this week.
4: Okay, that's hilarious. We love you, Samich, and the love for Jordan Love continues. Correct me if I'm wrong, Amal Shaw. You didn't have the Cowboys either, right? The Cowboys haven't popped up, and I would assume the Cowboys are going to be near the top of everybody's no, Survivor list. No,
7: so, n- you have to save them Go for ahead. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is its own individual week, and you cannot not you you, you can't not have them available that day. You and have that, to and save And that the is cowboys. exactly my
3: point. And that is that the reason you left them out as well, Amal? Yeah, I, I mean, I put them on the list because I thought people would take them. But I think that's the reason why you can't use them in this particular spot because they're going to be playing on Thanksgiving Day, and you've got to choose between three games on that day. So I think that's going to be crucial there.
4: Okay, so my number two on my list, I'll just give it out because it's getting sloppy the way I put this together. I had Kansas City 1, Jacksonville 2, and the Ravens 3 for Survivor. I heard the big guy. Remember, Samich, the three of us have a survivor entry. I heard the big guy say he could be swayed towards Jacksonville as well. I think that might be the pick, boys. And, Amal, you can help us come to a consensus. I I I love the Jaguars this week. It's kind of up, down, up, down. That's the NFL. Uh, Lawrence was bad last week. Peterson was pissed. Here comes Houston. Houston's offense, especially the pass game, looks good. The defense looks bad. I love this bounce-back spot for Jacksonville. I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, two on my survivor
7: list. Samich had them, one. And where are they on your list, big guy? Jacksonville was actually number two on my list as well. Uh, No Stingley is a massive loss for Jacksonville. Here's the thing is the Jags can throw all over them. They now have three awesome wide receivers out there. You add Ingram over the middle, who's turned into a real weapon at tight end. I just don't see a way for the Texans' offense to keep pace with an offense for Jacksonville that's just going to be laying it on them. I think Ridley's potentially going to have a monster game against Houston, so I can definitely be talked into Jacksonville here.
4: Okay. Let's let's come to a consensus. I Jacksonville was year one, Samich. Kansas City, correct me if I'm wrong, boys, they've got the Jets coming up, so there's reasons to hold on to Kansas City. Yeah. The Jags, don't they go to London twice this year? Yeah, the Jags are in London
5: twice the next two weeks. They have Atlanta and Buffalo in those two games. Kansas City is also one of the teams playing on the Christmas Day games that you have to save. They've got Las Vegas at home that day, so I like saving Kansas City for a little bit later in the year. The one team mentioned that I don't want any piece of would be Baltimore. I think the Colts have a shot at winning that game outright. I've already played the Colts plus eight. I think Minshew is actually a positive. In the short term you talked about those rookie quarterbacks I, to me there's upgrades here at both with both Dalton and Minshew coming in I think the rookie quarterbacks will be better than them long term but short term I think that's they're, they're both gonna uh, be better
7: in that quarterback spot can I throw one more at you guys of course and I I know Patrick's gonna hate it but the Lions over the Falcons at home
3: Eesh.
4: I I don't know I'm a not comment.
3: sure what I'm not sure the Lions can stop that run game I'm not this guy you you you're missing the point of this whole contest. You're not trying to take. You're, you're not trying to take games where there's a possibility a team's going to lose. There's no.
7: There is no possibility. Desmond Ritter goes into Ford okay, Field hold on, hold on a second. and beats the Lions. Hold on a second, Patrick. I
3: want you to hear this clearly. So then you're not going to bet any college football games. You're going to take all the money you're going to bet on college football. You're just going to put it all on Detroit money line on Sunday. Fine then that's fine then i would respect that play don't bet any games don't come don't text us on saturday you went 12 and 4 or 12 and oh i just want to know you only took detroit
7: i don't I see i literally anyway.
4: have i i have i have nothing to say so the last 15 minutes of this segment i'm all shocked. could you please take
3: us to break when we come back we're going to try and bring some reason to dustin Sweetos and we'll get some more nfl and i know samich has got some great plays sharp money This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on vSIN, the sports betting network.
4: Okay, we're gonna run the board NFL style in just a bit, but remember help us out. We've got some competition here at vSIN, and to help us, you can get 10% off an annual subscription. If we win the contest, we're gonna get $1,000 to bet on a Super Bowl future. Go to slash subscribe, sign up for an annual subscription. You get 10% off right now when you use the promo code SHARP. It's vsin.com slash subscribe. As we got you back here, Sharp Money on a Friday. If you're looking for real estate in Raleigh, hit up Somich. Okay, let's do this. We're going to run the board. We'll go rotation number. Very important. If you're traveling to Vegas and you hit the counter, Go rotation number. It'll make them all happy. We're going to start rotation 451. The Chargers open two in Minnesota. Here's the order. We'll go Samich. We'll go Shaw. We'll go Swedelson, and we'll run the board. The Chargers open two, Samich, in Minnesota. The numbers flip, gone through zero. Minnesota's now lane one. You've got a total of 54. Yeah, this game got
5: away a little bit. I, I like the opener of 50 over. I don't want to touch the over at 54 here. I think this is a great teaser. Like, give me the Chargers plus six, or seven and a half on a six point or seven. I'm sorry, on a six point teaser here. Uh, both of these teams love playing close games. The Chargers have had 15 one score games in the last two years. We've heard about Minnesota, how many one score games they've played, 13 of them in the last two years. I think it's one score either way. So I'll tease the Chargers up to plus seven here.
3: Love Mike's play on this particular teaser. Chargers, only team to start 0-2 that have scored more than than 50 points and haven't had a turnover i think mike is absolutely right this is if you're betting teasers if you don't have the chargers in your teaser, stop betting teasers swedelson so just go ahead you don't oh. I, you don't have to
4: wait for uh,
7: me i'm on the, i'm going to take the chargers in this one on the money line i'm also going to go with a prop justin herbert over 282 and a half pass yards his last three games without austin eckler who's been ruled out 366 336 305 passing yards and that viking secondary is awful
4: Love it. Mix in a prop. I also like the Chargers teased up to seven and guess what? I'll tease it with the next play. I'll take Tennessee up to nine and a half. We got the half on the three. So it's three and a half open four and a half. The Chubb injury, a short week, emotional. Right now, Samich, Cleveland's laying three and a half. You've got a total of 39 and a half.
5: Yeah, nothing for me here. I, I would have leaned the under, but that number's been bet down two points in this spot. I, the three and a half's a little interesting with Tennessee, but I, I can't get there. I just don't trust this, this Tennessee offensive line against Cleveland's defensive line. Uh, give me over 227 and a half passing yards for Deshaun Watson in this spot, though. I think he has a big game.
3: I like the call that you were leaning towards the under. Gone through 41 and 40 right now. So tough to bet on this one, Patrick. But I just don't see neither of these offenses. I think first one to 20 wins this football game.
7: It's going to be gross. It's going to be ugly. I lean with the Titans. I haven't bet it. Don't know if I'll add it. But it feels like a game that's going to be mucked up. And if that's the case, I think Mike Vrabel can get it done.
4: Love the Titans at plus 155 on the money line. The three and a half is a gift. Give me the Titans at a depleted emotional browns team let's go 455 samich we'll start with you houston's at jacksonville number open seven and a half with jacksonville bet up over at draft kings to eight and a half you're laying a number with the jags
5: he's this one down give me the jags minus two minus two and a half depending where you are
3: and you can crack your beer and enjoy the rocking chair win i don't see how the houston keeps this one close I got to go before Samich once because everything I have is repeating what he's saying. I said, this is the second part of the (laughs) teaser leg. To me, this is uh, the Chargers and Jacksonville. Normally, I'd go up with the points, Patrick. I just don't think this Texans offense is going to be able to slow down the Jaguars enough. They need an explosive game, and I think they get it here in Duval at home.
7: Yeah, speaking of explosiveness, Calvin Ridley is a number one. I like his prop over 69.5 receiving yards. And on the other end, I actually like another receiver for Houston, Nico Collins. 53 and a half receiving yards. He has 80 and 146 his first two weeks. Has a connection with Stroud. I know Amal called that out earlier in the week. I looked into it more. They're going to be behind. And one thing I like with receiving props, a team that's going to have to throw the ball more, Houston's going to have to do that being behind this weekend. That's why I like Nico Collins to get some more looks.
4: Big guy Peterson's pissed. Lawrence is pissed. The red zone was pathetic. Why do I bring it up? The Jags team total is 27 and a half. Does that scare you? It shouldn't. They're going to fly over it. Give me over team total. Jags, 27 and a half. Similar number last night with the 49ers, and they did go over. Rotation number. We're running the board here on Sharp Money. New England, 457 at the Jets. New England opened a point and a half. It's up to two and a half, Samich. The total is 36.
5: Uh, This game is gross. I don't want to watch a minute of this game. I don't want to have a dime bet on this game. To me, this is a complete pass. I don't trust either of these offenses. It's just deficiencies all over on both of these teams. Both defenses are good, but 36
3: is too low. I love the Jets here, money line on the Jets here. I just am not a believer in Mac Jones in New England. Look, Zach Wilson's not gonna do a ton. I still think the Jets defense got embarrassed last week in Dallas. They bounce back, play better, good opportunity against the Patriots team that's not that much of a threat offensively if you can slow it on Ramondre Stevenson.
7: Both of these quarterbacks remind me of milk and I'm lactose intolerant. I will not be involved in Jets and the Patriots.
4: We got a tropical storm coming. You've got Mac Jones and Mr. Wilson. I know it's low. Give me under 36 all day, every day. Let's keep it going. 459, New Orleans at Samich's Packers. My goodness gracious. Open two and a half with the pack down to one. So your Packers are laying one. You got a total of 42 and a half with the Saints in town.
3: It's all L-O-V-E love, baby. I'll lay the one and a (laughs) half. Packers get the W here on the short week against the Saints. I'm going to pass on this game. I, I think New Orleans is a team that plays up to its competition and down to its opponents, so this is going to be a more dangerous game that I think maybe Green Bay fans want to see.
7: Going to go first half under 21-and-a-half. Derek Carr on the road, the Saints away from the dome. Dennis Allen, a defensive-minded head coach, will limit the things that Green Bay likes to do offensively, and I like the Packers' defense as well. I think we'll see a lot more running than we will throwing. We'll go under 21-and-a-half in the first half.
4: Love it. Can't stand the Packers. Can't stand Samich's love for Jordan Love. However, I agree with him. Let's lay the point, point and a half with the Packers. Bad spot for the Saints. Let's keep it going. Rotation next up four sixty one. Denver is at Miami. You know, Miami is a team sneaky wise that people are using in Survivor as well. I don't love it. It's a bounce back spot for the Broncos. Let's go. Miami open six. Samich, they're up to six and a half and a total a big one. Forty eight. As his Dolphins are passed
5: for me, I haven't bet it yet. I want to see if Waddle's going to be in the game. He and uh, Jalen Phillips, the outside rusher for Miami, both are questionable right now going into that for different injury reasons. I, look, this Broncos team is going to be a kitchen sink game. You're going to see everything they can to try and get this game and avoid going 0-3. That's my biggest scare here. So for me, it's Miami or pass. Right now, it's a pass
3: tend to agree with Mike on a pass, but you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people, Patrick, will probably be on the Dolphins in Survivor here. Not the easiest spot, even though the Broncos have to travel east. And Mike said it best.
7: They're going to be all in on this one. Don't have a great feel. I am considering the first half over because I do think there will be a lot of points scored early. I know the Dolphins are going to do it. And I think the Dolphins' defense is not quite fixed to the point where they'll completely shut out Denver. But it's just a feel. I don't have a great vibe. I won't make it an official play.
4: Okay, it's 110 on six and a half. However, I see DraftKings just went to 115. Remember, new bettors, you look at the juice to tell you which way the number going. That means we could potentially see the Dolphins laying seven. If it gets to seven, I'll come back and take the Broncos catching the touchdown. Let's go. Four, six, three, rotation. Buffalo's at Washington. Buffalo's laying six and a half on the road. Samich, 43 and a half is the total.
5: Yeah, we'll lay the wood here. I like Buffalo minus the six points on the road. This is a Buffalo team that beats up on bad teams. I think they're going to be able to, to get take Washington behind the woodshed here. Washington, really emotional victory in Denver, now traveling back across the country. That Denver defense has been awful through two weeks. 107 passer rating to Garoppolo, 108 passer rating to Sam Howell. I don't think you can take that Washington offensive performance and assume that's what you're going to get going forward. I think Buffalo takes care of business in Washington.
3: I like the under here. Weather could be a factor. You've got a tropical storm along the eastern seaboard. I think this Washington team, Mike alluded to, is not particularly strong offensively, but on the flip side, defensively, I think it's still a pretty decent team with that front four. We talked about it earlier in the week, Patrick. You talked about the two tackles in there as good as really anybody in football. I think it's a tough spot to get over 44. I'll go under 43 and a half here.
7: Five words you rarely hear come out of my mouth. I don't have a play. Next game.
4: I definitely have a play. D.C., a sellout. The Commanders, Howell Hive. Give me six and a half. That's a soft front for Buffalo defensively. Washington's weakness is their offensive line. And you guys mentioned maybe the best defensive front in football with the Commanders. There's a lot of juice right now in the nation's capital. I love the six and a half with Howell and the Commanders. Give it to me. 465 Atlanta at Detroit. Detroit's laying three Samich, 46 on the total.
5: Yeah, this ever gets to three and a half. I'm an Atlanta backer at three to me. It's a pass. Uh, this was six and a half earlier in the week. Got steamed all the way down to the three number here. I don't want to lay a bad number here with the Lions. I do think Atlanta has a good showing here. I think they're able to move the football both through the ground and the air. Don't love me some Desmond Ritter, but don't love me this Detroit
3: defense even more. So for me, it's Atlanta at three and a half. You can get it. Listen, you know Desmond Ritter's bad when you get to play in a dome every week and you still can't be competent. Now in Detroit, give me the Lions laying three here. They have not played a quarterback who can throw the ball with this type of passing game. I think Detroit puts too much pressure on Atlanta. They've got to play from behind. I don't think the passing game is there. I love the Lions laying three here.
7: Lions minus three may go all spread. Also, Craig Reynolds, anytime touchdown, plus 220. Remember, Jamal Williams led the league in rushing touchdowns a year ago. They're going to use him in the red zone more than they use Gibbs.
4: This will shock you, boys. It's Atlanta or nothing for me. I know. A surprise, right? When we return Indy and Minshew at the Ravens with a lot of injuries. We run the board next. Sharp Money.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
0: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
2: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. This is Sharp Money
3: with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
4: Okay, we'll finish out the board coming up in just a bit. DraftKings, official partner of the NFL. And guess what? Right now, new customers? You can't beat this. $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets? You crazy, Len Mead. Promo code is SHARP. The crown is yours. Download DraftKings, bet 5 bucks right now. Boom. Instantly 200 bucks in your account. You can flip that. Get rich this weekend. Why not? It's on me. Sharp is the code. For those keeping score at home, the gummy game of the week, of course. Samich is on Buffalo. I'm on Washington. Gummies on the line. Mike Samich joins us, of course, and host every weekend with the handle. He and Matt Brown. Amal Shaw. He ain't getting involved in the gummies, but he's got the blue suit and he looks freaking good. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. Let's get back to the board, boys. 467. Samich, we'll start with you. Indy with Minshew under center. Baltimore is banged up, yet they're still lane eight. Total of 44.
5: Give me these points. I, I bet uh, Indy plus eight. I bet him again here plus eight. I like it. I'll sprinkle a little on that money line. Plus 320. I have Minshew and Anthony Richardson ranked the same right now at quarterback. I think that the, that's a huge compliment to Anthony Richardson, by the way, because that is a big-time step forward from where I had him before the season started. But in this game, with the lineup you're going to see from Baltimore, I like the idea of Minshew being able to take advantage of that banged-up secondary. I don't think you're going to see Baltimore to be able to easily move the ball on the ground with that banged-up offensive line. We've got seven starters out here for Baltimore. Give me those points with Indianapolis, and I'll sprinkle that money line.
3: I like the call there and taking a shot with the money line here. I'm going to stay away from this game, Patrick, but again, come back with another under. We talked about the nation's capital at 43 and a half between Buffalo and Washington. Comparable number here at 44. You talked about the Baltimore team being being decimated by injuries. Two key starters in the offensive line. I think both teams could struggle offensively.
7: Yeah, I think I'm going to end up adding the under before the weekend is done, under 44 here. I would be remiss if I did not mention, as my dad grew up as John Mackey's neighbor, a Colts legend, uh, the Indianapolis Colts are scumbags going back to Charm City, a city they once abandoned.
4: Interesting use of uh, wordage there from the big guy. (laughs) Love you. Okay, I I totally agree. Give me the eight. With the Colts, the Ravens just looking to survive. They've got a divisional matchup next week against the Browns. I love this spot for the Colts catching the eight. Why not? Let's continue. Next up on the board, Carolina and Dalton at Seattle, 469. This number right now, Samich, Seattle Lane, five and a half, coming off the win in Detroit. Total is 42.
5: Yeah, I I laid four and a half with Seattle earlier this week, right before the Monday night football game between New Orleans and Carolina. I bought back 75% of that bet at plus six. I wanted Bryce Young in here. If you're going to back Seattle, I thought it was an awful spot for him. Traveling across the country, short week, going into a hostile environment. With Dalton in there, I don't have a huge opinion in this one. I I don't really want to lay that the full five and a half here. So I'm going to pass on this game and just see what happens with my earlier bets in the week.
3: You know, Patrick, I'm not going to play either side in this game, but I lean towards the Carolina Panthers here. Uh, I know Mike's been a big supporter of the Seahawks. I'm just not there with him on this team. I think with Andy Dalton, it gives them a better opportunity to be able to cover this number. I don't think they could win the game, but I think Carolina gets the cover.
7: Andy Dalton still stinks. I know he's an upgrade over Bryce Young. I'm thinking about lane three and a half with Seattle in the first half, but there's a prop I like. Kenneth Walker, Over 15 and a half rush attempts. He has 29 carries so far this year to Charbonnet 7. In home wins a year ago, he had 29, 23, 18, and 21 in games that they won. And I think they'll win. Teams have run all all over Carolina so far to start the year.
4: Yeah, big guy. I can't get there. Dalton changes everything for me. With Young as the starter, I was looking under team total for the Panthers. Now it's just a pass for me. Let's continue. 471, Dallas is at Arizona. Big mismatch in the desert. Samich, you've got 12 and a half with Dallas Lane at 43 on the total.
5: Big, big number there with the 12 and a half. I, I usually don't like to lay it with these type of teams in this spot. Yeah, I'll lay it with Dallas. I think that their defense, specifically their defensive line, is going to get after this Arizona team. I don't think they're going to be able to move the football very much on this Dallas defense. And Dallas, they score and they keep scoring in these type of games. We saw that 40 to nothing blowout week one. We've seen them absolutely put take teams behind the woodshed when they're able to create turnovers. I think you're going to see Dobbs turn the ball over a couple times here. Again, don't love
3: laying this type of number, but anything under two touchdowns, I think Dallas is the right side. I tend to agree here. I just think Dallas is too good defensively, offensively. They're going to put up some points here. I think this is a Cowboys route.
7: I've got five TVs with YouTube TV. I could get four games on each of those screens. That gives me 20 games to watch on Sunday, and this game might not even make it on any of them. I'm just going to check the box score later.
4: And yes, he is single ladies. Flex. <laughs> so, the Cowboys scored what, 31 against the Raiders, excuse me, 40 against the Giants to open the season, and they scored 30 against the Jets. The team total's 28 and a half. Are you freaking kidding me? Go over the team total. The Cowboys, I agree with Sol- I agree with Amal and I agree with Samich. They're going to score and keep scoring. Let's continue. We've got Chicago 473 at Kansas City. Samich, Kansas City's laying 12 and a half. The total is 48. Give me the under here. Unlike Dallas, Kansas City does not generally
5: run it up like crazy. When they give up less than 21 points, you're generally seeing their games go to the under. I think this is a pretty easy Kansas City win, but I don't think that they're going to run it up like a lot of people expect. I think this is a game that's somewhere in that, let's say, 27-7 type range here for Kansas City. I would expect they're going to cover, but I'm not really interested in laying it with a Kansas City team that we've been see- we've seen be sleepy in these spots before. I do think this Kansas City defense is elite. I think they're top five in the NFL. I think they're going to be able to bottle up the Bears. Give me the under here.
3: I don't have anything on this game, so I want to go back to Mike's point on this Chiefs team. You love this defense. Is it just simply with Jones back in the lineup, the ability to get a pass rush and play the run? What is it you like about the Chiefs defense? I like the steps forward
5: we're seeing them take consistently. You've got a lot of guys who are in their third and fourth year now inside that defense that are able to take steps forward. Jones, obviously, adding him. I think that's a great spot. But if you look at that red zone defense, and yeah, Jacksonville didn't convert, but every single throw... That, that was forced in that game was a tough throw. You saw a lot of receivers getting one foot in, but not two. That's because they were covered. I like the cornerbacks here. I like the safeties here. They're able to get pass rush from multiple positions. They're able to stop the run. This is the best Chiefs defense that Mahomes has ever had. That makes the Chiefs really, really dangerous if they figure out the offensive side of the ball.
7: Yeah, for me, uh, I'm going to back the Chiefs in the first half. I'm going to lay more than a touchdown, seven and a half. I just think the Bears have had a lot of distractions this week. They're not very good. They lost to Tampa Bay. And I think there's an opportunity for the Chiefs offense to get into a nice rhythm early and kind of coast the rest of the way. We'll lay seven and a half in the first half.
4: Big guy, I'm not saying it's been a dramatic week for the Bears, but potentially the FBI stopped by. So (laughs) that's an issue. I'll lay it with the Chiefs and not even pretend to care about it. Rocking chair. Lay the 12 and a half. The Bears are a mess. Let's continue. Sunday night, 475 Pittsburgh. At Vegas, Samich, Vegas is laying two and a half and 43 on the total.
5: I wasn't going to bet this game, but we're seeing threes pop up. And if, we, if I get a three with Pittsburgh, give me the Steelers and the points here. Uh, I, I don't love this Las Vegas team at all either. We talked about how bad the Broncos secondary was. Week one, they were able to move the football up and down the field against the Broncos. Well, so was Washington in week two. We saw them go to Buffalo, get absolutely stomped. I don't love the short week for Pittsburgh, but I do think this is the better football team. I think Pittsburgh's defense is elite as well. They're going to be able to shut down this Las Vegas offense, and it's just about Pittsburgh getting enough points to be able to cover here. I I like Pittsburgh plus the three. um, And if we can get that money line up to like plus 150, I wouldn't mind taking a shot there either.
3: I like the home team here, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I know the game is in Vegas, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a pro-Steeler crowd. (laughs) Give me the Steelers here. And Mike's right. If you can get about 140 to 145 or better, I would take the money line. But the three is a gift in this one, guys. Pittsburgh wins this game, and they get off the 0-2 record.
7: Yeah, if I can get three, I'm taking it. I'll even take the two and a half if that's the best I can do. Raiders' defense is awful. Ranked 30th in points per game, 30th in yards per game, 31st in interceptions, 31st in yards per rush, 30th in uh, receiving yards per game, 21st in points points per game. They're, They're awful.
4: Three is a gift. Give me the Stillers. It's not even a question. Let's make this quick, boys. Two minutes, two games, Monday night. Philly at Tampa. Samich, Philly's lane 5, 46 total.
5: I've been staring at this. I want to bet Philly minus the 5. I'm not sure if I'll get there. This Tampa team, to me, is a pretty big fraud. They, the bulk of their box scores is not nearly as impressive as the wins they got. It was a three-point game in Chicago. They needed three turnovers to get past Minnesota. This Philadelphia team, it feels like this is the coming out party. So for me, it's
3: Philly or nothing, but I haven't bet it yet. I like the call by Mike here. I'm going to stay away from this game, but I'll tell you what, Mike Evans has been a monster so far, and I think he continues that trend. I got nothing. I'll find some props for Monday's show.
4: Hard pass, Rams-Cincinnati. Questions that quarterback, Samich 2.5, Cincy 43.5.
5: I uh, tease this one up. Get the Rams plus eight and a half. I, I bet him plus seven and a half when this game opened. I would still take the Rams plus three in this spot. I don't think you're seeing Burrow and I've been really impressed with what this Rams team has been able to do.
3: If Jake Browning is a starter, go Rams.
7: Got nothing yet on this one.
4: Give me the Rams. Find a three. That is a mess right now in Cincinnati. I think it's worse than Burrow's leading on. I'm not even sure he plays. Okay. It's great stuff. Last words.
3: Mr. Shaw anything from you yeah unload the clip on the Buckeyes they're going to roll Notre Dame
7: this game is going to be a bloodbath big guy what do you got let's get weird with Sam Houston State plus 12 at Houston
4: Samich tease us the handle coming up this Saturday and Sunday four to seven Pacific make sure you tune in six to seven on Saturday we got the contest show
5: we'll review all the contest picks six to seven on Sunday we run the NFL board for the next week's openers get the
4: best of the line if you watch us I just want to thank v from the four of us. We're stealing money. That's about as much fun as you can have, right? Smack dab in the middle of a football season. Amal, great weekend. Dustin, great weekend. Great job, Mike Somich. We'll see you Monday right here on Sharp Money. It's v the Esports Betting Network.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on?